Scoopity scoop. Scoopity whoop. Whoop the scoopity poop. Whoop the scoopity scoopity whoop. Hello and welcome to Oops, I Talk Politics, the left-wing political podcast where we talk about politics. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And we got a, a more lighthearted one than usual, I think. Maybe. Like maybe I don't know. Once you start talking about like racial identity and stuff like that. It's hard <laughs> because like this is the kind of... Our topic today is we're going to be talking about celebrities in politics. So it's like it's kind of funny. At the same time, it can be like extremely crushing and disheartening. Yeah, because, like, how we elected a celebrity and he's our worst yeah. president. Yeah. What's that fucking joke uh, the guy comes in saying, oh, she can check this clown, and the, the guy's like, I'm that clown. And... Uh, I think you mean, Badak, I am Pagliacci. Yeah. My yeah. favorite joke. <laughs> it's kind of like that where it's funny, but it's sad. And, like, uh, oh, yeah, Kanye is a lot like a political, uh, move, political mover and shaker. It's funny, but it's also sad. So. Yeah, so if you don't know. Guy walks into a doctor's office and he says, Doc, I'm so sad. I'm depressed. I'm thinking about killing myself. And the doctor says, here's what you need. Go. Pagliacci, the clown, is in town. He's so funny. He makes everybody feel better. Go. Here's. I prescribe you tickets. Go see the clown. And he says, but Doc, I am Pagliacci. Yeah. If you have you watched sh- Watchmen, you know that fucking joke. So. If you've yes. read Watchmen. <laughs> if you read Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't watch. <laughs> yeah. Read Watchmen. <laughs> Although now the now the clown joke is ruined, so don't read it. The whole the whole thing's been spoiled. Yeah, the whole, that was, that's the, the best part of the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone read the joke first because it's Watchmen spoils it. <laughs> what were you saying, Sly? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to explain the Kanye stuff. Everyone knows that Kanye said, "Oh, you save you the choice." Yeah, I, shit. this this is like this is a really like weird kind of thing to talk about because I we're we're like. T- weeks and weeks late on talking about this but it was still like something that we had in our back pocket that we at least wanted to discuss is like celebrity influence in politics i feel like it would be a misstep not to address what kanye had done and for like for anyone that is completely out of the know of like the the steps like that because he spiraled down into this because it started with him tweeting that he loves the way candace owen thinks who she's a black conservative that likes to attack blm and black victimhood uh she's a typical like lift yourself up by bootstraps right winger but wasn't she the one that she had like a, like a kickstart or something and she got shit talked and then she said yeah because right and left she, her... she started yeah. an anti-bullying campaign i can't remember what it was t- called but it was gonna keep a list of all known like bullies and stuff and people are like you're just making a giant doxing spreadsheet for like people and the thing is the left started to attack her and then that's when you saw her shift from a lot of leftist politics to like she was embraced by the gamergate people because the uh people they were attacking like uh like zoe quinn she was attacking candace owens for this being like this is dangerous to spread this around and then gamergate's like look at them the pc liberals trying to control yeah, so this is uh, it's important to point that out because this is a very common thread of a lot of uh, celebrities turning right as you can see when their audience turns against them and uh, the right wing embraces them they uh start embracing the right more and more like trying to cater to that audience mm-hmm. and uh it's very opportunistic and it's a very common mm-hmm. trend here yeah from from there from tweeting about candace owens that's when uh kanye started posting periscope videos of him watching scott adams's talks about kanye which is just so goddamn stupid about how kanye's <laughs> freeing a lot of people from mental prisons which is just ugh. Wait, guys, who's Kanye? 
Oh yeah, we should cl- clarify because I think we're not. Who the, should we? <laughs> no, but not, not. We should clarify who Kanye is, but like we should clarify our stance on Kanye because we're not the hippest cats around. <laughs> I, I think I'm the only one that listens to actual hip hop out of all four of us. Maybe uh, Daryl does too. No, you listen to it consistently. I got into Kanye a couple of years back, like right around when he was gonna drop uh, Life of Pablo, because I was like, I want to know, like I want to try and understand him more. That's when I started listening to him. I also started, I got back into him when he came on. And at first he was like, hey, I'm going to make some more albums. And everyone was excited before all this shit happened. I don't really know Kanye, like his music at all very well. I, like, I, I expect you to know him personally. But. Yeah, I also don't know him personally. But one thing I do just want to say is I personally have conflicting opinions. Because like I know that he means a lot to a lot of people. People that have very different experiences than I do. And I also know that he's had a long struggle with mental health. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say that I address that and and acknowledge that. But I still think with someone with a platform as large as his, I think it's still important to critique the stuff that he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil, what about you? I'm sorry. I have no idea. Like, I, know, I mean, obviously, I wasn't <laughs> actually asking who he is, but I, uh, I have never really listened to his music. I have no opinion on him. He... Just when he's when this kind of stuff comes out, he just reminds me of Tracy Jordan on uh, <laughs> Thirty Rock. I personally, um, I've always thought Kanye was overrated, but I've recently kind of like turned on him a, a little bit. Like, oh, I can see why people like him. Mm-hmm. I still maintain uh, calling him a genius is really stupid. First of all, uh, you're basically inviting this kind of attitude when you call somebody a genius because when you call somebody a genius. Uh, genius, basically, the implication is that geniuses are never ever wrong. The implication is that they're just misunderstood, and that always leads to shit like this. Where uh, now Kanye's like saying, like, "Oh, I'm just embracing different ideas. Like you're being closed-minded, and like it's not, it's not his fault for saying them shit. It's our fault for misunderstanding his genius." And you basically invite this kind of shit by calling him a genius all the time. One thing I do want to point out, though, that one of the things that made my opinions of Kanye more conflicting is I do feel that there is the way we talk about his ego relative to other especially white creators i feel like he gets chastised in a way that a lot of white creators don't because like i saw a lot of older especially like older white dudes talk about how like they can't stand how kanye says he's a genius and he's a you know he's jesus and like all these things yet i think he's jesus yeah but they like and but they put like people like the Rolling Stones that called themselves the greatest rock and roll band of all time like on such a pedestal. Wow, Fantastic Four called themselves the greatest. <laughs> but, but I mean, like I do feel like in, like when you're gonna talk about especially musicians and like their egos behind it, I feel like that's just part of it. But I never saw a white musician get the same hate that Kanye did for saying kind of the same shit so i'm just a little cautious on being like well you know you're asking for it when you call him a genius when like a lot of white creators are own that term in a way that society doesn't reject yeah i mean i i agree that there's definitely like some uh subtle or not so subtle racism in play there when people like used to criticize a lot of kanye's music from like from old old crotchy white guys but there's a difference be- between uh, being good at music and thinking every idea you have from your mouth is gospel. Yeah, that, that's Kanye's thing is you can look at a lot of other rappers that are like, I'm hot shit too, but they, they don't like... Yeah, every rapper says they're hot shit, Ryan. Fuck off. Every, Ryan, every rapper says they're hot shit. <laughs> yeah, Kanye's extremely narcissistic. Like, no, extremely. I'm not saying that it's... I'm not saying that it's good or that I like it. Yeah, yeah, you're just acknowledging I'm it. Say, I'm, I'm going to call yeah. you out. I'm saying it's not existent what you're saying because every rapper has to, has to tout their own horn. Kanye, yeah, and Kanye also, and but I feel like rap in general gets shit on by mainstream culture for that same thing. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what but that's, that's because like, that's what we're gonna get into now. There's because that's because uh, the <laughs> the right wing like like automatically rejects black music because black music automatically rejects the right wing. Like the right wing has no problem with that level of lack mm. of self reflection as evidenced by Trump, mm-hmm. but the left wing uh, has a problem with that. And uh, the fact that hip hop is inherently against cops, it's inherently against a lot of. It's inherently pro a lot of racial it's issues. It's inherently against the status quo. Yeah, exactly. So that's because the, the, the right wing could never embrace hip hop, which but they couldn't embrace rock because rock can be like pro America. Fuck yeah. That's interesting. The, yeah. If anyone wants my thoughts, but in a much more intelligent way than I could ever put, the Tanahesi Coates article, Kanye, what is it called? Kanye wants the freedom, the freedom to be white. I'll link it in the show notes, but it is a fantastic look at the complications of Kanye and how the public perceives him. Mm-hmm. But anyway, filtered through, filter through a, a very like kind of racial lens of how yes. like Tanahasi Coates coming to terms with Kanye and his yes. own in fame and stuff. It's very interesting. But like Kanye, I, w- I was going to talk about this later, but there's like there's two points to this discussion to engage in. And both of them can go on for a while. But it's basically the, the first is that there's an entire dimension of discord centered around Kanye himself, like how he got here, what his actual message is with him trying to do all this, and what the black community's response has been to him. It's such an interesting kind of storm of craziness centered around this one guy and like what he means for the community and, and the fact that this has been like an ongoing thing you know, if anyone paid attention to Kanye, because it was back in like 2016 where it's like, well, I didn't vote, but if I did, I would have voted for Trump. And it's just like, what are you, how can you say this? And he donated, I think, to Clinton's campaign. And his wife, Kim Kardashian, was a, a vocal Clinton supporter. It's just like, he doesn't think things through, which is what, like, part of the, it's both like the humor and the sadness of it. It's funny to see him tout like his dragon energy bullshit. But at the same time, it's also disheartening because he used to, like, he's tapped into hip-hop culture so well that he has so many avenues to learn and to, like, to put this into his music and make his music interesting. Like, if when you listen to College Dropout, that there's a lot of songs on there about the black lifestyle and how difficult it is, you know, selling drugs just to get by. There's There's so many interesting, like, pieces of nuance there to... Layers. Yeah, there's so many interesting layers (laughs) to his body of work that to see him slowly change into what he is now is really crazy. I think it's important to to note how he came into the spotlight, like in a political sense, was with the George Bush does not care about black people comment in like (laughs) 2000, what was that, five? Yeah. Like where he just says something. And like that resonated for so many people where he's just like, Here's how everybody feels. I'm just gonna say it and like sh- and just shock everybody. He gets he gets rewarded with fame and attention when he does this. Like when he took away uh, Taylor's award. I'm gonna let you finish. Well, he got inf- infamy from that, but that yeah. also increases. Uh, it, it, it always like just like with Trump, the more you get shit talked, the more you get into the news. And like he got Obama calling him a sh- uh, an asshole, a jackass. jackass. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, when you have the president call you out, like that almost never happens. So like, uh, he was newsworthy enough to be called by president. That when at his best, he's uh, calling out shit that no one else is calling out. Like during the Bush years, no one will ever call Bush out the way he did, and uh, no one uh, in Hollywood will ever say Trump has any good ideas like he is now. Like that's how he would justify it. 
but like at his worst, he's uh, saying horrible ideas like he is now. Well, he's he's just like a wild card. You can't you can't rely on him to like say the right thing. Like you can't a lot of other figures, which is what a lot of people like about him is that he is so kind of like. He probably represents people more people than we than like uh, an intelligent, consistent person does because a lot of people don't have a consistent ideology. He even saw himself in Trump, which is why like I forget what song it is where he sings about like I like I I feel like Trump winning president means that I can run for president. I think in that way because uh, Trump is more of an everyman in the way he and then the way he lives because like he's a rich, spoiled white white fuck. But the way he acts, he's fucking he's McDonald's. He fucking tweets all day. Like he's a, he's a dumb fuck. And it's like, but people see Trump and, and they go. If you look at Trump being president, you probably think I could be president one day. If he could do, it, I could do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the big difference is I feel like Kanye has a lot more layers than Trump. Uh, Trump. I don't. I don't think anyone would argue Kanye, Kanye is on the same level as Trump. But there are similarities. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, like, there th- that's the thing that makes it so difficult is sometimes I'll see Kanye say something and I really will think it's brilliant. Mm. And then there's other times that I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, which is part of, like, the fun of him, which is why it's just, like, when you start seeing the fun go down the, like, the Jordan Peterson rabbit hole slowly. Mm. <laughs> um, also, like, do, do you think that's true for most people, you know, in everyday life? Like, you talk to, like, your dad I or guess your that's uncle. True. I They'll guess say something really smart, and there are times you're saying, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. most more people are like Trump and Kanye. Like most people don't have a consistent ideology. They, they might have deep thoughts within them, but a lot of times they'll go with what the flow is. They'll go with yeah. That's popular. what I was thinking. Is like the, they just ride like the 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 cultural zeitgeist or whatever. It's like this is what people are talking about on Facebook, and I saw it, and I believe it now, and I'm gonna just say it too, or I'm gonna talk about it. Hmm. Whereas. It's like it, it's not like a, a core foundation. He doesn't seem to have a core foundational ideology or worldview. He's just like like Sly was saying, like going with the flow a lot of the time. Where he hears something and just goes with it. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Well, most people are not like uh, college educated intellectuals who study fucking uh, philosophers and get a, 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 a consistent worldview. Like that's a very rare thing in humanity. Which this leads into my second point of like to talk talking about this is the stupid abominably stupid reaction the right has had to this in praising him for being a free thinker and also that this like has triggered so many like liberals i was talking to the guys before this through facebook that i was going down a breitbart comments rabbit hole that was just like this nightmarish just descent into hell because like i've also looked at are the donald and i've i've sort of gotten used to the 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 sarcastic way in which they talk about things but like the breitbart there's like there's no hints of sarcasm there it's just like this constant babble about the left's tyranny and a lot of them just coming up with dumb names and like i i really don't like using the term like the circled jerk because i i believe there's a lot more nuance to discussions in a lot of places like even our own facebook group even though we're all lefties like you get a lot of varying opinions i feel like no matter where you go you're going to get a lot of varying opinions but it was just like but we're, we're not we're a lot of places are circle jerks though we're like a lot of places are not looking for multiple opinions yeah, but even is... in a circle jerk you have people of different sizes and speeds yeah and you know? <laughs> god damn it it was just crazy seeing like cuz i read like five articles and i went down through the comments for each one and it was just like the same thing every single time i think i saw one person in there that got dog piled at one point and that well, those was are, those are what we call memes daryl <laughs> but every time i look at any politician's facebook post of any topic whatsoever it's the same i could copy paste the same comment section every time hmm. 
There's something about people that feel the need to comment on public things that they just fall into the same trappings constantly. Hmm. They probably were just copy pasted out from another. Like they're probably going through a Facebook page seeing uh, hippie liberal posts and like saying "fuck you, America." Who but knows? I mean, I see the same thing from the left and the right, where the right will be like, "This will show those libs that you know whatever," and then the left will be like, "When are you gonna comment on this thing?" And I'm like, it's. This isn't engaging anybody at all. <laughs> well, that's not, that's not a good problem. Like, people say, oh, modern discourse is just people yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that... Yeah. Which we could, we could do a whole episode about, like, how we feel on people <laughs> yelling at each other like that. I think we have. We've talked, we like, could like, do a whole podcast to... on that. It's called Oops, I Talk Politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was, like, it was seeing people like Ben Shapiro or um, Alex Jones, Dave Rubin, like, all these people just embrace him. And it's not, like... They cared about Kanye before this or anything. Even Fox and Friends. You should clarify too. Uh, when you say embrace, like th- these are people who are like, I don't like rap, pe- rap music at all. But mm-hmm. then Kanye said good things about Trump, and I think. And then uh, you get like weird comments, like, "Well, I always thought he was like an idiot, but now he seems like a genius to me." It's like no, like what he said before doesn't go away either. You have to take that into context too. Well, it was kind of how Trump's Trump's comments went away after he became changed from Democrat to Republican, and everyone said that doesn't count. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's always it's just the most recent. No, it's not even the most recent thing. It's the thing he said that I like that matters. So yeah, that's yeah. why Trump Trump like can just say every stance and every every opinion oh on every stance, and, and people all like him on the right because they're like. I can just fill in the blanks. It's like the the time he was this and the time he was that and the time he was that is me. I tuned in late to the, the he did a talk on uh, prison reform today, and I tuned in late to it to hear him talking about like after people uh, have been incarcerated and they go through the reformation process and they come out that they can't like get hired and that it's difficult for them. And then at one point he says, and you know it's like they're better than a lot of people. My mind's blown of him being both like uh, MS-13 illegal immigrants are animals and at the same time being like going through prison and getting reformed makes you a better person than most people. <laughs> it just It's so selective what people choose to hear and talk about with him. It fits yeah. with the thing that bothers me the most where I have seen so many people like share like an article from like the New York Post or something where they'll be like, Usually this newspaper's a rag that I hate and does bad journalism, but this time they got it right. Yeah. <laughs> or like I've heard like plenty of times like Oh my god just, just two days ago my dad was like, Say what you want about about POTUS. Usually he's an asshole, but you gotta admit, he always stands up for the cops. And I'm like, if He's always an asshole, except for this one time. Maybe he's still an asshole. <laughs> yeah, or it's stuff like when people always want to talk about, like, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, of them being mainstream media and you can't trust them at all. But when they out someone like a leftist celebrity as, like, a sexual harasser, they'll use that as evidence when it's written by, like, someone that they don't trust 99% of the time. I was looking up anti-SJW celebrities and, like, right-wing celebrities, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty telling because, uh, in the same vein, that uh, everyone is rushing to try to claim certain people for their own side. And that's, you know, that's what's basically on play here. But you can see, like, uh, uh, basically, like, John Cleese or somebody would be like, I don't know if I like all these uh, censorship on campuses. And everyone says, like, you see, this is proof that he's all right or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, one good example is people are claiming... Fucking James Rolfe, AVGN is fucking alt right because he said he doesn't want to review Ghostbusters 2016. Like, mm-hmm. see, like everyone's rushing to claim, and that's that's pretty much like what happened with Kanye and what, like everyone's just trying to rush to that, that to reaffirm that they believe what they they wanted to believe. Yeah, that's one thing that I think is so lost is we've talked a lot. Like Daryl, I know you've talked extensively in a in a past couple episodes about increasing partisanship, mm-hmm. and like the idea that someone 
like, and I'm not saying Kanye's views are super nuanced and well formed. Yeah, they but are like, not. <laughs> they're not. I'm. I am saying that they are yeah. not. Yeah, they, I'm saying they're not as well. But, like, <laughs> okay. that you could have a celebrity that maybe agrees with Trump on one issue, but is not some diehard, all-the-time Republican. Like, that's so in- ridiculous to me that, like, you have to be on a side. And I know, like, I'm not saying that, like, let's all listen to the centrist and, like, world brain, centrist galaxy brain. Yeah, the truth is always in the middle, guys. <laughs> no, but that's yeah. what, always but have I'm saying for some people, they do believe things from both parties. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, like, just to, you guys were saying, like, oh, you know, like, I, you have to take the old with the new. It's not like, it's, uh, if he's an asshole all the time, you know, why is he not an asshole on this issue? But people are pretty complicated. Like, mm-hmm. yes. p- someone can actually be an asshole on a lot of issues, but not on others. Like, there are people who literally are, like, really brilliant at something and, and or, like, they're scientists, but they're, like, also the Earth is uh, like, look at Ben Carson. Carson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we actually we saw that on the campaign trail with Trump saying uh, invading Iraq was a bad idea. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, uh, we we would all agree with that. Hey, this Except is one of those things like why the two, the two party system is stupid because uh, yeah. the, the two two sides thing is stupid because acting like libertarians are the same thing as the alt right or or the same thing yeah. as a neoconservative is so fucking dumb and. That's kind of what my topic went into if uh, uh, when we transition to that. But like uh, the idea that um, conservative celebrities are all sh- like they're all one thing when a lot of them are various different things. Some people don't like SJW. Some people are libertarian. Some people are just fiscally conservative. It's so and stupid. Th- this that- is this is also pulling it back to Kanye. This is also the problem that the right was having. Like they were doing the same thing to the left here because they were praising him on being free thinking. In that, like he's not subscribing to the democratic ideology. He's thinking for himself, and it's like. We we do allow people to think for themselves here. Like, even us expressing this idea where it's like, y- you may not be bad, like, 100% of the time, even if you're conservative, like, your whole life and everything. Like, I, like, I think we support free thinkers. And how come whenever they're like, congratulations on being a free thinker, it's just because you're, like, anti-left. Like, I've never seen anyone rush to defend an anarchist and be like, he's a free thinker. Like, let's listen to him. Instead, it's always just, like, going against the liberal uh, narrative. Or, or like, uh, it's always free thinking for, like, all right people and stuff like that. You never hear much, like, about communism or... Yeah, like yeah. This this polarized dichotomy, one of the things that bothers me so much about it is the implication when he says, I'm not a liberal, I'm a free thinker, that's implying that we only believe the things we do because it's, like, cool or popular and mm-hmm. not because it's our worldview. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, like, when we force this dichotomy and this polarized climate, it sucks because, like... He's implying that, like, all of, like, let's say, like, all the black people that got Doc- Doug Jones elected, like, all those people aren't free thinkers. They were just falling in line. Well, all black people are on the plantation, according to the... Candace right Owens. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But, like, but I, I just hate that implication that, like, we must just be drinking the Kool-Aid. I think the reason you were saying, like, it, people on the right throw that at the left more, like, that we are more, like... Uh, hive mindy and like they don't say it about communism is because they they see themselves as these like classical liberal like um free like enlightenment thinkers yeah like every every freedom of speech like sargon of akkad yeah (laughs) right and whereas the left is seen more as like in the socialist worldview like we're all in this as one group thing you know so because we have empathy we're not free thinkers (laughs) 
I think it's more that we we call out people way more than the right does. For like, you know, we we hold this worldview about embracing empathy. And in order to do that, you have to tear down people that you think are not being constructive or being actually harmful and pernicious. And because of that, we have to always like call out people to do this. Whereas the right, they don't. I feel like they don't call out people being like, look, they're actually like secretly a liberal. Whereas we constantly go to secretly, they're actually uh, Nazi. Yeah, and, and also a lot of it is that uh, a lot of people don't even know what uh, uh, leftist thoughts are because it's just, it's just evidenced by uh, Jordan Peterson, yeah. who thinks communists are the same as uh, post um, postmodernists. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Which makes which is well, like the idea, you know, for those who know, uh, postmodernism is basically like after Enlightenment, like nothing, like Enlightenment was like, well, we should have human dignity, like free for all, and stuff like that, and. Uh, postmodernism is like nothing really matters. Like we're past like you know like cultural relativism. Some culture you can't say one culture better than another. That kind of shit. And communism is too because communism does make inherent value judgments and stuff like that about equality of workers and stuff like that. And so like they don't even know what they're talking about, but they say all these broad stuff. And like Jordan Peterson is now on the, on like Bill Meyer show making these statements and stuff like that. Like uh, they don't even know. Uh, leftist ideology. I even saw it constantly with like the Breitbart comments where people are. It's like they're calling us communists, and it's like not all the left is communists. There's some communists. They, they also call Obama communists too, though. So none of which my two party system sucks. You can say everyone on on a left of center is a communist when that's a yeah. fucking joke. There's democratic socialists. Uh, there's libertarian uh, leftists. There, there's communists. There's uh, anarchists yeah. and so well, like, likewise, like, we'd probably see the the return thing of not everyone right of center is a Nazi. But but how many people think that? Yeah, not everyone right of center is a Nazi. Some people are libertarians. Yeah, do people think that everyone left of right or set right of center is a Nazi? No, I th- I feel like more of the discourse is uh, pointed at that everyone right of center is enabling Nazism and fascism. Actually, uh, thinking I about would it. not disagree with that though. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, we everyone who is voting Republican, despite all the shit they're doing now, I would say. But that's a different topic yeah, yeah that's true we're not just like calling them nazis like i i don't believe a lot of these you know not even not even peterson's i a think nazi, there's a difference yeah. between saying someone's a nazi and someone is not standing up yeah uh, voting for a party even when they're doing shitty things just because you want your tax cuts and stuff like that and allowing shitty things to happen yeah uh, and, uh, and you know despite that but yeah going to uh that what i said before that you know the right isn't just um one thing a monolith, a monolith. as john stewart said or no that was trump voters because the, the the meme now is like uh oh, the left has all celebrities and the, and it is true that the right is desperate to hang on to any vocal celebrities <laughs> they can like they'll get their Scott Bayos uh at the RNC Scott Bayo who was an actor on Happy Days like a long time ago and Charles in Charge which I never knew existed until now. It's funny too because they also latch onto people that like Kanye they aren't even right it's just that they're not like they're like hey we need to listen to the other side type of a thing. No, Scott Bayo's pretty right. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just saying like I'm just saying the that the right will latch on to people that aren't even on their side. They're just yes, like it's yes. against uh, yeah. they're against yeah, is, the discourse. Yeah. And uh Scott Bayo just to show how much of a shit he is, he insinuated death of uh, Sandy Hook, uh, people who killed Sandy Hook were, uh, you know, a false, false flag. Yeah, yeah, so he's a piece of shit. He, and he talked to RNC. And, like, uh, he's one of the, the biggest examples because, like, he became, like, buddies with Trump. Uh, and then you have, like, James Wood, who's acting on Twitter. He's oh. kind of, like, a, a has-been actor. Oh, man. You know, the, the one other thing is that there has been because, like, Hollywood probably ostracized them for being shitty pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Hollywood's got some pretty shitty pieces of shit in it all the time. Yeah, but he's not. They're not. They're not public. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't make him yeah, look bad. Yep. You can't make Hollywood. You can be shitty, but just to make him look bad. You should be, be a Harvey That's Weinstein. Fair. You can't be a James Wood. Mm-hmm. And like, and then you have like Dennis Miller, who who still got a career, but that's because he got like became regular on O'Reilly talking about uh, uh, liberals being idiots after nine, basically after nine. Well, his career really more so started where he was like the one conservative guy on SNL. Yeah, you know, when I heard, uh, he was not that conservative until nine eleven happened, and he basically was like mm. the liberals won't accept how dangerous America Islam is, so I have to become conservative and talk mm. shit like. Yeah, but then you have like Ben Stein, who was also has been for definitively because like what has he done in ages? Uh, <laughs> but uh, he did those Visine commercials. Oh those yeah, were pretty big. And uh, the funny thing about him is I didn't know he was actually he worked for Nixon his his administration. <laughs> and, <laughs> really? And he called him he considered him a mentor, which is funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So like uh, that explains a lot about him. That's the ones we know. That's the, the ones that the people get embraced because. A lot of conservatives are conservative, spoilers. It's just that a lot of them aren't vocal about conservatism because, you know, it gets them out talking about shit that people don't want to hear that often. Uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are like Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris wants tax because he endorsed Mike Huckabee. And also, uh, like... Kelsey Grammer, too. Kelsey Grammer, he's conservative. Uh, Sly Sloan, Bruce Willis, uh, Alice Cooper. Clint Eastwood. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Like, Clint Eastwood. Like, <laughs> another outspoken one that they embraced because he talks to the RNC and talked to a chair pretending it was Obama. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but, like, but, like, but like, they have like, like Sly Sloan, Bruce Willis, and Alice Cooper, uh, Dwayne Johnson. They come out usually for like campaigns and stuff, but they're now. Alice Cooper is a conservative? Uh, he came out for uh, Bush, uh, W. Bush. That's yeah. interesting. Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger is conservative. You know, he ran his Republican ticket. Yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn's a libertarian. Kelly Clarkson is a libertarian. Uh, South Park guys. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, she endorsed Ron, she endorsed Ron Paul during uh, his bid. Gene <laughs> uh, Simmons is a uh, conservative, but he's, well, he's also an outspoken shithead too. Yeah, Gene Simmons is maybe the worst guy that's not Trump. Yeah, what was it? What do you, he went on Fox News and talked about how women need to show their breasts more to get attention, and you got to use your assets. <laughs> he's the worst. Uh, Hulk Hogan's um, another. He's not outspoken, but he's a, he's a shithead, like racist. Oh to, yeah, uh, yeah, endorsed yeah. Romney. But yeah, Victoria Jackson was on SNL for five minutes, and then she became a polit- uh, on a she went on a podcast called Politics, uh, where she she talked Obama, but then she apparently dropped out of politics, saying uh, it was bad for her. Which I remember Politics YouTube channel. We used to yep, watch yep. that. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty good. Good time. But it only lasted like eight episodes or something. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Kevin Sorbo is also another guy, but he's not a has-been because now he's been he's been up and coming. Like some of these are up and coming because of politics, because uh, <laughs> he was on Hercules back in the nineties. Then he like like mm-hmm. disappeared for ages, and now he's making movies with Sean Hannity. God's so. not dead. Yeah, yeah now yeah. he has his own production company with Sean Hannity. Like they're making films. Amazing. And, and they're working with Dean. <laughs> Amazing. Kane. They're working with Dean Cain too, the former Superman actor from uh, Lois and Clark. So yeah, like there's there's a decent number of conservative celebrities. There's a lot of them don't come out and uh, talk shit. Like Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Busey, Lou Ferrigno, Dennis Ros- Rodman all came out in favor of Trump too. Uh, Dennis Rodman, the same one who visited Kim Jong Un. Yeah, and well, like he he has you can see what type of friends he likes. Dictators who want to be dictators <laughs> who are pieces of shit and are have yeah. dumb hairstyles. Uh, uh, but um, the one I want to talk about is Ted Nugent who was like the most like he was like the longest lasting Republican piece of shit didn't he say he wanted to like kill Obama yeah he said like if Obama becomes president I will be in prison because like I will and the Secret Service investigated him like during 2012 Uh, and he toured the White House at Sarah Palin yeah but but even before that in 1990 after Nelson Mandela got released uh, from prison uh, Nugent said, uh, "Parfait isn't, isn't that bad." He said, "Isn't that kind of dried? <laughs> All men are not created equal." 
He said black oh South Africans God. are a different breed of man who still put bones in their noses. They still walk around naked and they wipe their butts oh with their hands. God. So he's 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 racist and he always has been. So wow, that's something. Yeah, in two thousand seven, uh, in twenty ten, he was talking about becoming governor for Michigan. And he said Michigan was once a great state. Michigan was a state of reward. They're entrepreneur and the most productive work ethic, uh, work ethic families of the state. Now the pimps and the whores and the welfare brats are basically the state's babies. Uh, that's not as bad, nice. but like it's you know you can t- it's yeah. a dog whistle there. That's more dog whistling yeah. mm-hmm. than explicit, but it's still it's <laughs> it's clear. The one that got them the most shit was uh, besides the Secret Service one was he said during a trade show, a gun trade show, that I've obviously failed to galvanize and prop, not shame enough Americans to ever be vigilant and not let a uh, Chicago communist raised, communist educated, communist nurtured subhuman mongrel like Whoa. the Acorn community organizer or gangster Barack Hussein Obama to weasel his way into the top office of authority in the United States of America. And that got him a lot of shit from like, uh, even conservatives saying, you shouldn't call him a subhuman mongrel. That's the big part. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how conservatives always draw the line once it becomes publicly known. They're like, Resu- just do the dog whistles. Don't go out and say it, man. I don't think I've ever been less shocked of someone emphasizing the Hussein and Barack Obama's <laughs> yeah. name. And in March 2018, uh, New Drink criticized survivors of the Stonehill, uh, Stoneman Douglas high school sh- uh, sh- uh, school shooting. They became uh, gun control activists. He said they're uh, mushy brain children and they're stating that if evidence is irrefutable, they have no soul. So, Oh, I'd like to see that that study. Yeah, so, and, uh, but the reason why I'm talking about this is not just to talk about why he's a shit. I'm, I'm talking about why he's literally shitty. Like, he shit his pants. Uh, he actually <laughs> shit his pants. Basically, uh, during Vietnam, <laughs> uh, in an interview of High Times Magazine in like, 1977, they talked about how, because apparently this was like a thing, you, you try to get out of, uh, you know, uh, Vietnam, any way you could, and like uh, yeah, you got ankle spurs or whatever. Yeah, like bone spurs. Like Trump, Trump, like Trump said, yeah, ankle spurs. I remember which which foot he had them in, but he got them. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> and you know, like he had four deferments, I believe. So like, uh, uh, patriotic Donald Trump really didn't want to go to war and die for his country. Uh, can I just? I just want to interject for one second. I have such a hard time, like, because fu- I also shame him for dodging the draft. But I'm also super against the draft, so I'm always like, "Am I a big hypocrite?" Because I wouldn't want to go to fucking I would dodge war the draft. either. I would ship my pants. Yeah, but yeah but here's, the, here's the thing, though. These people will draft us, so yeah, fuck that's that. true. That's true. So, like, I, I, okay, like, good. I'm no longer a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm no longer conflicted. Yeah, like, like, I, like me, no, no, I would say no draft, but he would draft me if he had a chance. That Nugent and Trump, so they can go die. <laughs> they can uh, both get Vietnam. drafted. Yeah, they can both shit their pants. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's way too late for Tim Uh But um, so that yeah, he told this story to High Times Magazine because this was like a thing where like uh, another uh, band, the Birds, the frontman Gene Clark and drummer uh, Michael Clark, they, they they wrecked their bodies in order to make sure they failed physical. And Tim Nugent said, "Oh, I did I did one better in High Times Magazine." He said, "This is a quote: I got my physical notice thirty days prior. Well, on that day, I ceased cleansing my body. No more brushing my teeth. No more washing my hair. No baths. No soaps. No water." 30 days of debris building. I stopped shaving and I was and I was 18 and I had a scraggly beard. Really looked like a hippie. I had long hair and it started getting kinky, matted up. Kinky. It really started getting kinky and matted this up. This is getting kinky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then two weeks before, I stopped, I stopped eating food of any nutritional value. I just had chips, Pepsi, beer stuff I never touched before, uh, little jars of Polish sausage, and I drank the syrup. I was this side of death. Then the week before, I stopped going to the bathroom. I did it on my pants. Poop pissed the whole shot. My pants got crusted up. So that's the first part of his quote. And the second part is... <laughs> so I went in, and those guys uh, in uniform couldn't believe the smell. They were ridiculing me and pushing me around, and I was crying. But all the time, I was laughing to myself. When they stuck the needle on my arm for the blood test, I passed out. And when they came to, they were kicking me into the wall. 
Then they made everyone take off their pants, and I did. Then the sergeant says, oh my god, put this back on, you fucking swine, you. <laughs> then they had a urine test, and I could have pissed, but my, was like, my, but my poop was like ooze. Man, so I, I pooped into the cup and put it on the counter. <laughs> I put my hand in my arm. The guy almost puked. I was so proud. I knew I had these trumps beat. The last thing I remember was waking up uh, in the ear test poop, and they were sweeping up. So I went home and cleaned up. And so he, this isn't bragging. Like, I pooped my pants, and they couldn't let me to Vietnam. But this was high times. Was this a real interview? Well, hold on, that's the thing. So uh, he also, after, immediately after saying this, he also bragged saying, but man, I would have been great in the war. I, I would have been a general. But like, I, that, that was hard. <laughs> I don't want to go to Vietnam. That was hard for my mellow. But I would have been great. I would have killed so many uh, Vietnams if I had to. But I didn't want to do it. it Vietnams. <laughs> so even, even, even while he was saying he pooped his pants, he was bragging about this. And Oh, yeah, he also mentioned uh, part of this. He bragged about how he did uh, crystal meth before, too, to make sure his body was really fucked up. <laughs> so I think you convinced me Ted Nugent's awesome <laughs> uh, Then uh, he thinks he's awesome Now he's backtracking And now he's saying No yeah. that was me That was just me talking shit To high magazines To get a cool story to tell Like it was just me Trying to talk uh, Try to get attention I didn't put my pants I, I just had a school deferment Snopes I calm there Report on this is According Snopes is on the case <laughs> Yeah uh, So uh, according to Stopes, he told uh, Cream Magazine that he snored crystal meth prior to the Vietnam thing too. So it wasn't just to one magazine, he told it to Cream Magazine too. And then uh, official records show he did get a deferment from school, but he also later on failed a, a physical, and he, he has never responded to why he failed that physical exam when he was reclassified as available. So he probably pooped his pants, in my judgment, so fuck him. <laughs> he shit his pants. <laughs> and he, and uh, whenever he should be talked about, they should just uh, notify him as, or refer to him as the shit uh, pants uh, Ted Nugent. <laughs> I mean, if if conservatives who wanted war cared about their heroes avoiding war, like they wouldn't have elected Trump. So I think in the end, yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- it's uh, it's it's a, not the worst hypocritical hypocritical thing uh, conservatives ever done. But I think just for shits and giggles, literally, we should call him shit pants uh, Nugent. <laughs> Okay, I will. From now on, whenever we'll I refer to Ted Nugent, which is all the time. Yeah, which is Everyone, all our listeners tweeted him that he shit his pants. <laughs> and also, uh, by the way, who, anyone ever liked Ted Nugent, just out of, out of all of us? No. 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 Uh, it's funny because when I, my first experience with Ted Nugent was I had a fucking album of like... So I had a half Kanye, half Ted Nugent yeah, exactly. mixtape that he rocked all the time. I had a, a classic rock, 80s rock uh, album, and uh, Crash Crash Fever was right before fucking final countdown and i always had to listen to that shit right before final countdown and i was like this is so fucking garbage what can anyone like this shit so i always had bad experience with him he fucking harsh my buzz right before final countdown <laughs> but but yeah uh fucking Nugent, uh cat scratch fever has always been a shitty song fucking repetitive as shit and it can burn to hell and he can shit his pants which, he, you, which he does already but he did you want to do this episode just to say fuck yes cat scratch I, I, fever. you have uh identified my motive and now we can move on <laughs> This is the this is like the worst Ozzy Mindius reveal of like your final plan. I've 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 said this chance ping story, chance whatever chance shit pants story years ago. And, and, and this is why at the beginning you're like, I don't really have much to say, but really you're like, I have the only important thing. Yes, this is this is the what you have to take away from this episode, if anything. Fuck am I supposed to follow that? Uh, good luck, asshole. <laughs> So, okay, I wanted to talk about a celebrity I really like who seems to be doing things okay. No, not Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. <laughs> He's not shitting his pants in a metaphorical way or in a literal way. Speaking <laughs> of shitting your pants, I always just think of the Derek Comedy sketch <laughs> where he shits his pants. Oh, for all, so all the, the principal, I heard the principal pooped his pants. <laughs> so I want to talk about Donald Glover or as some people know him, Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. 
Now, it's funny that you mentioned that, Phil, because I wanted to kind of talk about more like an overarc, like a quick bullet points of his career, because I find his career really, really interesting Mm -hmm. because he's very much like a modern kind of celebrity where he... He, his career started basically when he was at NYU. He started a YouTube channel with his friends called Derek Comedy that, like, I loved in high school. And mm-hmm. I know, Phil, you did too. Daryl or Sly, did you know him before? Yeah, I mean, Phil and Sly back in uh, high school together. Yeah. I only knew the, yes. the, the middle school s- skit with the kid. Cool. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, All okay, right. Okay. Oh, my dad beats me. Yeah. All yep. right. yeah. <laughs> not, not my real dad. <laughs> After that, he when he was 23, he started writing for 30 Rock. And one of the things that I find really interesting about his... I'm not going to go through his whole thing, but I'm going to put in the show notes a New Yorker article that is really, really, really long. But it's a really, really interesting deep dive on Donald Glover. And one of the things that... He's always had an interesting uh, relationship with race because his he was in high school, according to you know his story in the New Yorker article, he was more of the lighter-skinned like black kid that hung out with all like white kids in his performance school and his brother his younger brother was darker skinned and hung out with like all much more like with the they he refers to them as the black kids that were bussed in from a not performance school and because of that he's always had this like up until very recently he's always kind of played this role that was like the black guy that white people were comfortable with mm-hmm. And I know when I think Phil, did you did you see him with me in college? Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did a stand up set in college before before Community, and he was talking about how like he has he's had like almost like a Dave Chappelle moment where white people would reference one of his sketches where he uses the N word on Derek Comedy, and he was like that always made me pretty uncomfortable, but like. At the same time, like, I'm kind of mostly like a white guy. I'm just dark. So, like, he he always considered himself, like, the nerdy black guy. And that was, like, more, like, he he blended in really well. And then when he got to 30 Rock, he asked Tina Fey, did you only hire me because I was black? And she said, I thought you were really talented, but because of, like, the diversity initiative at NBC, I could hire you and not use any of my budget. So it definitely factors in. You see affirmative action taking good jobs from white people, you see? (laughs) Yeah. And so because of that, he's always wanted to keep reinventing himself to prove that he's not just there for affirmative action. So, like, when he launched Atlanta, the new show on FX, he kind of, he refers to it as a Trojan horse, where he pretended it was just, like, a community-type comedy, but it's really, like, a a much more harsh look at, like, black culture and what life in, like, in Atlanta is and what poverty's like. And he talks a lot about, like, racial issues that he kind of had to trick them to putting on at first. And then when he won the first Emmy, he was like, okay, the second season has to be so good that they don't think they just gave it to us because we're the black show on television. Mm -hmm. And he talks a lot about how to be the celebrity, like, he didn't want to be pigeonholed. Like, he doesn't want people to say, like, you're a musician, you're a comedian, or you're a racial slur. And so he's always trying to reinvent himself. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and the reason why I wanted to frame that that way, is because now that he's more entering the political field with the new video, This Is America, which I think is absolutely fantastic, but I'm not going to, like, break down all the symbolism and everything, because a million think pieces that do that way better Mm -hmm. than I could. 
one of the things that I find really interesting about Donald Glover is he refuses to openly speak about his art. He leaves it for the people to analyze. And because of that, it has an interesting dichotomy where some of the stuff you could read in, like this is America. You could read in like every frame of that video. You could be like, Oh, well this represents this, this represents that. But on the same side, there's also the early stuff that when you guys were talking about the dichotomy, some of the early stuff maybe doesn't hold up as well, but he doesn't take it down and he doesn't disown it because he considers it part of his like developing and growing. And he says like, this is just as important. Even if it's like he wrote a letter to Instagram when he left well, a letter on Instagram when he left community that like he's worried of being defined as the bro rape guy, which is the first video I saw him in. And I thought it was hilarious when I was 15, but it's super like makes light of like rape culture and stuff. I remember the, what was it? Aaron from the office. Um, she got pissed off because she got known from uh, she got known as a blowjob girl because of her comedy sketch. So, like, yeah. Said, and I, that I was also Derek comedy. Yeah. So she has to like, tell her parents like uh, everyone calls me the blowjob girl. And like, <laughs> that's pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. One of the things that the quote, this is a quote from uh, Dan Harmon, uh, the creator of Community, about Donald Glover from the New Yorker article that Donald is no longer in love with everything about the world. But I've never said to him, you seem sad or darker now, because for all I know, that's growth. Glover said that as he'd grown, he'd realized that being a savior was impossible to reconcile with being an artist. And this is a Glover quote now. Everyone's been trying to turn me into their woke bay, millennial slang for an enlightened boyfriend. But that's not what I am. I'm fucked up to that's where the good shit comes from. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys about as more a discussion topic is I was reading a Washington Post article about how the Internet never forgets some of the like more problematic art that he's had. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I find really interesting is Donald Glover is the perfect age where he and his career came of age with the Internet, where like... Like, if we were famous, we, I guess, more like if people a little younger than us were famous, they've been kind of social media savvy and, like, know that everything's there forever. But when Derek Comedy was putting up YouTube videos, YouTube was pretty new and people didn't know that, like, oh, he would have, you know, he'd be Emmy nominated and Grammy nominated and still have, like, YouTube videos where he's joking about rape. And one of the things that this article kind of questions is Donald Glover won't, disown yeah Yeah, he won't disown this stuff because he says like that's still part of my development that's part of my growth and like it's i think it's important to see me as a whole person as an entertainer that isn't pigeonholed in one role that early stuff is important even if it's problematic what do do you think that creators like if we're gonna idolize these celebrities because like donald glover is like a like a hero of mine should we disown the early stuff or should we take his lead and say this is important because if I didn't have the problematic shit, people wouldn't have taught me to be better? I don't think you can go back. I don't think it's right to go back and say and we, we actually even were rewatching Community recently, uh, Chrissy and I, and like some of the jokes in the early seasons, like I feel like a show now wouldn't do because they are like racial sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm like... Were they Chevy Chase jokes? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> can I can I read one just to this one paragraph about Chevy Chase? It it really shows like Donald Glover's 
his worldview, I guess. Because so Chevy Chase, one of Glover's co-stars, often tried to disrupt his scenes and make racial cracks between takes. People think you're funnier because you're black, he said. Harmon said Chevy was the first to realize how immensely gifted Donald was, and the way he expressed his jealousy was to try to throw Donald off. I remember apologizing to Donald after a particularly rough night of Chevy's non-PC verbiage, and Donald said, I don't even worry about it, he told me. I just saw Chevy is fighting time. A true artist has to be okay with his reign being over. I can't help him if he's thrashing in the water, but I know there's a human in there somewhere. He's almost too human. Like, to me, that's like his, his whole worldview where he's like, I'm accepting these flaws. I recognize that they're bad, but I'm not going to hide them or apologize for them. That's interesting. I do think that it is kind of, it would be strange, I think, to go back and say like, all my earlier art was shit. Now what I'm doing is right and good. But like in 10 years, he might think the same thing about the stuff he's doing now. Mm. And that that sense that sense every single like literally like what was it? I think Tim Burton said he never watches any of his movies. I think Steven Spielberg said the same thing. Like literally, almost every creator as soon as they're done with it, they're like okay, that's done. It was shit. Let's never look at it again. <laughs> so like, uh, I, if you're going to do that, every every artist should leave the shit. Not just like I, 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 this is a bit different because it's more specific about whether it's problematic or not. But like every thing you create is going to have flaws in your eyes, and, and it's going to age in a way you're not going to expect. I think as long as you move past them and acknowledge it and learn from them. Like, it's like when you watch, like, old Looney Tunes cartoons and they put on, like, or old Golden Age comics, they put on the disclaimer that's like, hey, things were racist back then, but we're not going to pretend it wasn't. We don't want to whitewash it. This this conversation is just a little at least weird for me, and I'm I'm sorry to have to. I'm actually I'm not that sorry to have to resort to it. Hashtag again, sorry, not sorry. Well, yeah, we're the ones that a lot of media isn't going to be negative towards mm, us, so we true. don't have to be like you know, oh, it's embarrassed of this old. I mean, you can be embarrassed, but like the fact that we can easily embrace it, it's because it's not like offensive towards us. Like I'm it, not necessarily saying you have to like the problematic stuff, but should we expunge it? Also, should you explain? By the way, you're uh, you're saying, oh, it's not affect- it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't offend us, so we should this should be uh, we shouldn't be talking about it. No, I'm I'm saying that I'm saying that our opinions are colored by the fact that mm. we're not the wow. target. Wow, watch your language. <laughs> that we're that we're not the target of. But, this. Yeah, that's fair. But I I just think important it's important to note that like a lot of like those old cartoons and stuff like that. No, like minorities are ever saying those should be censored. What the fuck. And like it's always a question of the creators whether they should they always feel un- uneasy looking at this bad history and whether mm-hmm. they should get rid of it. It's not a question of whether people are actually protesting it and like whether we, we should be condemning protesters because a lot of times these aren't actually active protesters protesting these old works. The question is, are the creators right to feel angst and you know anxiety about releasing them or keeping them up? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think a creator is right to do whatever they want with their own work. Yeah, like of course. no matter what. But like, I don't know because it's tough because like. When we talk about celebrity culture, like we talk, we talked a lot about like that dichotomy and like, you know, worshiping the celebrities and stuff. And like, if we're going to say that people are complicated and people are like, you know, they don't fit into the, you're a free thinker or you're a liberal sheep or like, you're not on one team or the other. Mm -hmm. Can we give enough room in nuance to let like maybe somebody that started their career making rape jokes, can we let them become a spokesperson for a generation? Like, because like I hear Donald Glover referred to as the anti-Kanye all the time, or, like, he's, like, the woke bay that he's talking about mm-hmm. there. Like, I picked him without thinking about it because I've heard most people in our Discord and out and in larger articles say he's doing everything Kanye thinks he's doing. But how much leeway do we give? And, like, I give a lot, but, you know, I'm a straight white cis guy. It's also worth so... noting that Kanye is, like, I'm a genius and... 
you're not you guys are uh, just misunderstanding me and uh, uh Dan Glover is saying I'm a flawed human don't call me woke bay like uh yeah. that's why the genius psych is too because real like self-doubting is important to creating good mm. work or else you're going also if you kill everyone and I mean that figuratively because of one problematic thing they've done in their life like at what point do you just not have anyone that is actually good to you because no one is perfect and to be like well they did this one thing when they were in high school therefore they are problematic for the rest of their lives I yeah think is... I think I think that's a whole discussion we could have too especially like I'm big on this regarding when you're too young to know better kind of a thing. Like mm. I grew up in like in a 99% white area and I didn't know anyone that was gay growing up and my entire family used gay pejoratives and we slowly learned to weed that out. Like we didn't mean to be offensive. It was just the words that you would use at the time. Like even in writing like stories as a kid, I'd, I'd use the words, but I would blur out the word like shit because I was like, I don't want to use swears, but I would use the F word for referring to gay people and it's like there's like you have to be cognizant of what people grow up and the fact that sometimes you know that that ignorance is an excuse i think the important thing is are they growing past it like are they still doing it because like there was this big debacle about like apu and the simpsons Mm -hmm. and that's a whole other thing but like they're still doing it so it's not like oh put on a disclaimer because it's still happening where like Donald Glover, you know, This Is America comes out and it says so much, it says so much that, like, it's, like, he's moved past that and it's not like you're still supporting someone who's a known abuser or, like, well, abuse is different because that's, like... That's criminal. Yeah, see, see, it gets into, like, difficult situations. If I saw if I saw creators, like, stuff from when they didn't know better, but they acknowledge that's bad and don't do it anymore, I'm a lot more comfortable giving them my money now. And listening to what they have to say now whereas it's different when it's like oh i didn't realize it was bad until i got caught and like i'm sorry but i'm gonna keep doing it like that's i feel like that's a big difference yeah but, yeah know. yeah okay so the last thing i want to say is from the letter that he wrote on instagram the way it ends i just want to kind of sum up my whole thoughts of it with his final paragraph on it which is i got really lost last year but i can't be lonely though because we're all here we're all stuck here I wanted to make something that says no matter how bad you fuck up or mistakes you've made during the year, your life, your eternity, you're always allowed to be better. You're always allowed to grow up if you want. And I feel like that is why he's my, like, I think he is what everything Kanye wants to be because he's acknowledging that he's not perfect. He's not some flawless genius. He is striving to be better. And I think that's why he's resonating so much, not only with this internet culture, but like in general. Yeah. I want to read a quote from Donald Glover from uh, season one of Community, where <laughs> where one character says, "It's in, football's in your blood," and he goes, "That's racist. Your soul, that's racist. Your eyes," and then he says, "That's gay." And then the other guy says, "That's homophobic," and then Donald Glover says, "That's black," and the other guy says, "That's racist." <laughs> <laughs> and then it's funny if you see it. I just ruined it. So. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I, I never watched Community. I thought it was funny. They did have racial jokes in the show, and a lot of times it was like not. Like, it wasn't, like, haha brown people, like, you know, like, not an Apu type thing. But it is still, like I was saying earlier, kind of strange to see it. And it's also, it's worse knowing that Chevy Chase wasn't joking when he made those jokes. Like, yeah. he really is racist. Yeah, it's it's like, I re- watched through Parks and Rec recently. And similarly, it's like Aziz's character. There's a lot of instances where I don't like how much he pushes women to be in a relationship with them kind of a thing. Where it's like, yeah. knowing about it, like, paints it in a really weird light. 
the, the yeah. acting. How much are you acting? Yeah, where I'm like, well, you're probably drawing from. Because, <laughs> like, Chevy Chase's character in the show is just, like, the racist one, but I always thought it was an act, but... Mm-hmm. I guess he's just being himself. <laughs> I, I, at the time, I remember he bitched that they were writing him poorly. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know about the behind the scenes stuff. So I did, I did hear Jeff Chase's ass, so I don't know if he was racist or not. Hmm. Yeah, no. he's the worst. Okay, that's okay. Not Ted Nugent level though. <laughs> okay, he doesn't shit his pants. That's good he doesn't shit his pants. Well, he probably does. He's pretty old. Oh yeah, it's, it's true. He needs to dodge <laughs> not not to, not to dodge a trap though. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so kill your darlings, side eye your heroes, or whatever. It, it's more like we said, where it's like people are complicated. It's like at least try and keep that in mind. If you have enough experience with someone, you can write them off like Trump. I think we have enough that experience that we don't have to be like, well, maybe he's actually not racist. But <laughs> yeah. but it's one of those things where it's like you just got to be careful, even with minority community leaders and stuff. Hmm. I just think as long as they're showing that they're trying i think that goes a long fucking way than being like nope i'm right fuck you mm-hmm. yeah as if they're not uh trump so yeah as long as they're anyone but donald trump and i guess ted nugent fuck yeah. <laughs> or donald trump jr uh there's, there's a lot of people actually ann there's coulter tommy yeah. lauren yeah we could keep going <laughs> for a while okay. so anyway thank you guys for listening and we as always are a proud member of the flying machine network and you should support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. We have a couple bonus episodes. we got some new ones coming out in like a week or two. You should also check out the other shows in the network, including Falling in Love Montage. They are going weekly for this month. They're doing McConaughey, where they're doing all Matthew McConaughey films. I don't know if enough about Matthew McConaughey to say if he's problematic or not. Maybe, you know, maybe he's a celebrity we should look up to. Maybe he's not. There was something, I think, I think the thing he said during, after Trump was elected, is give him a chance. I think he got shit for that from a bunch of Hollywood Oh, I, I, everyone got shit from that because like every every like uh comfortable like celebrity was like give him a chance i don't like this yeah. i mean even dave chappelle said give him a yes chance. Like, and then he I walked don't... it back he's like whoops so they don't talk about any of this shit about matthew mcconaughey but some of his movies are bad and some of his movies are good so <laughs> you should listen to them falling in love montage i think that's it. oh i forgot to mention on our patreon we have some poor rube that explicitly asked us to thank them so <sighs> thank you our best friend of the show l riccardi Thank you for being a patron and donating, and I'll see you in a week and a half because I'm going up to New Paltz. Fuck you, Phil. I'm not visiting you. That's okay. I don't <laughs> want to see you anyway. I don't live there anymore, so. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. So, yeah. Thank you, L, and thank you thank to you all L. our thank other you, patron L. backers. No, only L. Yeah, everyone's going to fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. She's cool. She asked for it. Like, uh, So, if, they, if you want to get a, a shout-out, you have to ask for it specifically. Yeah. So, thank you all for listening to Oops, I Talked Politics. I think I pooped my pants. <laughs> I actually shit my pants. Uh, that's, not, that's not part of an outro. I actually did it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my poop was just like ooze, man. So I poop in the cup and put it on the counter. <laughs> I, I oh, on my hand in my arm. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, I, I got drafted because I didn't poop my pants. <laughs> Oops, I didn't podcast. The poop cast. <laughs> <laughs> I give you the incredible flying machine. Uh, she came up with a podcast basically called Politichicks and um, talking shit about Obama. What is making that noise? Yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't know. Who's fapping? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very fast fap, sorry. <laughs>
Oh, he finished. Whoever did it. All right. So, <laughs> All right, so um, whoever did it. <laughs> it's it's funny and like like, like the I am guy guy. What? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what's a fucking joke uh, the guy comes in saying oh she can check out this clown and the, the guy's like I'm that clown poop